the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarula. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back to another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. As the free agency period continues, there's been a lot of change and a lot of additions to this Philadelphia Eagles team. Howie Roseman continues to amaze me with what he's been able to do with this roster. There's been a theme to this offseason. It's been a lot of low-risk, high-reward moves. We'll see how they pan out, but we're going to review them all today. But guys, just a quick reminder, as I've said before, we update the podcast weekly, but we are updating our social medias daily with content multiple times a day. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter, Legal Hands to the Face. Give us a follow. Give us a share. Feel free to comment. Send us messages if you have any questions or ideas you want us to talk about. And give us a review on the podcast. It really helps us out. But let's jump right in. Like I said, Howie Roseman, I'm giving him a lot of credit. This was a tough offseason. Going in, you knew they were going to lose players. You knew it was going to be hard to keep guys like Javon Hargrave and James Bradbury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So the Eagles were going to lose some players, but I really like what they've done. The low-risk, high-reward moves could really pay off for this team. They already have a solid foundation. And when you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you're always in the conversation to win your division and make some noise in the playoffs. But let's just look at some of the moves they've made. First on offense, that's where they've made the least amount of moves. The only free agent that they bring in from the outside, well, I shouldn't say only. They also bring in a backup quarterback. We'll talk about Mariota in a second. But the only player that you hope is going to get playing time from those outside free agents is running back Rashad Penny. This is a guy who, if he can stay healthy, and I know it's a big if, can be an absolute stud. He's a former first-round draft pick. In his career, he has an average of 5.7 yards per carry. That is an insane average. I mean, to put that into perspective, the league leader last year, Aaron Jones from Green Bay, led the entire NFL with a 5.3 yards per carry average for the season. This guy's averaging 5.7 for his career outrageous numbers, but just as impressive as the average yard per carry, the missed games has been just as not impressive. I mean, this is a guy who just can't stay healthy. In six seasons, he's only played in 42 games, but the Eagles give him only a one-year, $1.35 million deal. They still have other running backs in that position. We'll take a look at that offense in a second. So I really like this move. Behind that Eagles offensive line, we know the holes that they open up. We know how successful running backs could be. And you bring in a guy as explosive as Rashad Penny. I'm excited to see what he can do. And then, as I mentioned, they also bring in backup Marcus Mariota. Really like that move. It's only a one-year, $5 million deal. I've talked about this before, but the role of a backup quarterback is to be able to come in if you need them. You hope you never do, but it's just like insurance, right? You, you buy insurance hoping you never need it, but when you do, you love that it's there. And the role of a backup quarterback is to be able to win games if your starter gets hurt. And Mariota, although he's not a superstar, he can win games. He's 34-40 and 40 in his career in the regular season. He's 1-1 one and one in the playoffs. And he has a 92 to 54 touchdown to interception ratio. This guy can win you games. And just as important, he has over 2,000 rushing yards in his career. Well, that's important with the way the Eagles like to run that RPO offense. If, God forbid, 
Jalen Hurts was to get hurt, you're not going to have to change your offense that much with a guy like Marcus Mariota. So I really like those moves on offense. And we'll take a look at the slated starters for offense, and it's a pretty impressive roster on that offensive side of the ball. But let's look at the defense because that's where Howie Roseman really had to get creative. Like I said earlier, you knew it was going to be difficult to keep guys like Javon Hargrave and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and James Bradbury. There's only so much money to go around, so you knew you were going to lose players. The Eagles are able to bring back Bradbury. They do lose both starting safeties in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Epps. They lose both starting linebackers in TJ Edwards and Kazir White. And they also lose Javon Hargrave on that defensive line. But I love the moves. Again, low-risk, high-reward moves by Howie Roseman. Let's take a look first at that linebacker position. They bring in Nicholas Morrow, who played for the Chicago Bears, previously of the Oakland Raiders. They bring him on a one-year, $1.15 million deal. 27 years old. He did miss the 2021 season due to injuries, but last year starts all 17 games, has 116 tackles, and I love the speed. 4.52 40-yard dash. He's smaller than Kazir White. He's smaller than TJ Edwards, but he's a hell of a lot faster. TJ Edwards ran the 40 in about 4.8. This guy runs it in 4.52. So I love adding speed to that linebacker position, especially in today's NFL with the way these tight ends and these slot-wide receivers, they, they love to throw the ball. You have a linebacker that could hopefully match up well. Really like that move. They bring in cornerback Greedy Williams, another young 25-year-old player. Low risk, high reward. One year, $1.35 million. Similar theme. Missed the 2020 season due to injuries, but he bounces back last year. He's a former second-round draft pick, and again, with a lot of speed. He runs the 40 in 4-3-7. At the safety position, they really need to rework that position, losing both starters. They bring in two guys. They bring in Terrell Edmonds on a one-year deal, and they bring in Justin Evans on a one-year deal. I think Justin Evans is more of a roster depth move. This is a guy who's 27 years old and has had a ton of injuries, missed the entire 2019 and 2020 seasons due to injuries, didn't even play football in 2021, but he comes back last year. He plays in 15 games. He's a former second-round draft pick, and he's a guy, another burner, runs the 40 in 4.59. But the move I'm really excited about at the safety position is Terrell, excuse me, Terrell Edmonds from the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a guy who was a first-round draft pick. He's played 79 games over five seasons. He's got 75 starts. He's only 26 years old. He also has five interceptions and five sacks. So you see he has some versatility at that position. And he's another guy who can really move, running the 40 in 4-4-7. So I like these moves. A lot of one-year deals, a lot of prove-it deals. In the NFL, you've seen it time and time again. When players are on one-year deals, they know they have to play really, really well if they want to get that next contract. So they got a lot of guys who are going to be playing hard, trying to get some money next year. So I love it. I love it. You're going to have some motivated players on that defense. But when you bring in this many new faces on these one-year deals, how does that work in that locker room? One of the things that made the Eagles so successful last year is they had a great locker room. They had a great 
culture. And that's something you hear Nick Sirianni preach a lot is culture. So how do they get all these new faces to mesh well? And that comes down to Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. And that's something I think Nick Sirianni is very, very successful with. You've seen it over the last two seasons of him coming into Philly. You've heard his former players in Indianapolis talking about him. This is a guy that can relate to his players and can really build a strong culture. So I'm not worried about new faces. I'm not worried about even the new coaching changes that have happened. I think Nick Sirianni is a good enough head coach that this is something he's going to focus on and he's going to be ready for. So let's take a look at what the offenses and defense look like right now. Obviously, it's still a really long offseason. We saw it last year. Things happen throughout the year. There's still the NFL draft. There's still going to be changes that get made leading all the way up to opening day with players getting cut and big draft picks coming in. And the Eagles have two first-round draft picks that hopefully can contribute. But you just look at this offense and this defense right now, and it's promising, especially in a very weak NFC. We've seen it. We've talked about it. There's not a lot of stud quarterbacks in the NFC. There's not a lot of powerhouse teams. I think the Eagles are still the team to beat. And you go to that offense. Obviously, right out of the gate, the starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he's going to give you a chance to win every single week if he's healthy. He's still your starting quarterback. The Eagles are still got to be one of the favorites to come out of the NFC and represent the NFC in that Super Bowl. Then you look along that offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They only lose their right guard. They lose Isaac Sayamala, but with Jason Kelsey coming back, it allows you to move Cam Jurgens, who was drafted last year to be his replacement. He moves over to right guard. And honestly, that could be an upgrade. I mean, we will see how things go, but Cam Jurgens could be an upgrade from Isaac Sayamala. This guy, Jurgens, when he's played, when he's had a play, looks really, really good. So you look at that offensive line from left to right. You got Jordan Maialata at left tackle, Landon Dickerson at left guard, Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey at center, Cam Jurgens at right guard, and future Hall of Famer Lane Johnson at right tackle. That's right, future Hall of Famer Lane Johnson. And I'm going on record. I think that Lane Johnson is not only in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. I think he has to be in the conversation for one of the best right tackles of all time. Name me a better right tackle in the history of the NFL. I mean, this guy is an unbelievable right tackle. The Eagles are lucky to have him. And Howie Roseman working his magic. He extends Lane Johnson, and he also saves the Eagles some salary cap money. Another smart move. But that offensive line is solid. And then you look at the weapons on that offense. You still have Dallas Goddard at tight end, who I think is going to have another successful season. He really broke out last year. He had that unfortunate injury on that non-penalty face mask, hurt his shoulder. But this is a guy who is going to be in the conversation again for the top tight ends in the league. Really, probably in the top three tight ends in the league behind Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. You have... Dallas Goddard in that conversation. Then you go to the wide receiver position. Eagles have two number one wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. That third wide receiver is still a position I think they'll try to upgrade. But Quez Watkins, you were hopeful he was going to make that leap last year. He didn't do it, but he still has potential. I mean, this is a guy I think he was drafted in the sixth round. He's got a ton of speed. You'd like to see him make a leap this year. He's going to be on the team. I don't think you'll see the Eagles move on from him. He just doesn't make that much money. So you keep him around. 
But you look at those weapons in the passing game, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins, with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback behind that offensive line that's still going to be unbelievable. May even be better this year than it was last year. I'm telling you, that Cam Jurgens, be on the lookout. He is a really solid player. And then you look at that running back room. Yes, they lose Miles Sanders. I was a fan of Miles Sanders, but I love what they did with the addition of Rashad Penny. They bring back Boston Scott. You still have Kenny Gainwell, and you have Trey Sermon, who I keep thinking is going to have a bigger role this year. They kept him on the active roster last year for a reason. They didn't want to risk losing him by putting him on the practice squad. So you got four guys that can really run the football in Penny, Sermon, Scott, and Gainwell. I think you'll see a running back by committee. But you look at that offense, that's a championship offense right there. I mean, there is nothing on that offense that makes me believe that the Eagles shouldn't be one of the top offenses in the NFL again. And it all comes down to our man Hurts. So I like the offense. And then you go over to the defense. That's where they're going to have the most significant changes. You lost your linebackers, you lost your safeties, and you lost your big D tackle, Javon Hargrave. But let's take a look. I mean, let's take a look at that defensive projections for the starters. And like I've said, guys, there's a long offseason. There's still going to be the draft. There's going to be players getting added. There's going to be players getting moved. But let's just take a look at it because it's fun. Let's take a look at it now. Your defensive ends, you still have a lot of defensive ends that have the ability to put pressure on that quarterback. Hassan Reddick, we know what he can do. Brandon Graham, we know what he can do. And Josh Sweat, we know what he he can do. These are three guys who had double-digit sacks last year. They can really put pressure on those quarterbacks. And then there's a big X factor coming back. Derek Barnett, he was hurt all of last season. He has not lived up to his first-round potential. But this is a guy who broke Reggie White's sack record at Tennessee He's coming back if he can just avoid the stupid penalties. It seems this guy has a personal foul at the most inopportune time every single season. But if he's coming back, you got Barnett, Sweat, Brandon Graham, and Hassan Reddick at those defensive ends. I like that. I mean, these are guys that could put pressure on the quarterback. Then you go over to D-tackle. Yes, they, they lose Javon Hargrave. You have to hope that either Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, or both are ready to take a big step this year without Javon Hargrave on the team. Jordan Davis was their first-round pick last year. Milton Williams, a third-round pick from a couple years ago. And you bring back Fletcher Cox as well. I don't think they're done at the D-tackle position. They'll definitely add either a free agent or I'm I'm pretty certain they're going to add some players in the draft as well. But if Jordan Davis and Milton Williams can take a step forward – You're not going to miss Hargrave that much. I mean, obviously, no one's going to be able to replace Hargrave's production. That guy was unbelievable. But if Davis and Williams, they take a step forward, your D-line looks pretty solid with those D-ends. So then you move over to linebacker. You lose TJ Edwards. You lose Kazir White. I think TJ Edwards is going to be a bigger loss than people think. But Kazir White, although he played well in the beginning of the season, he really started to fall off towards the end. But it's time. It's time for Nicobe Dean. I know a lot of fans are excited about Nicobe Dean. This was a kid who was an absolute stud at Georgia, was the best linebacker in the country, on the best defense in the country, on a national championship team. Is he ready to step up and play in the NFL? The Eagles must be thinking he is because they let both their starters walk, and it's Nicobe Dean time. The concern with Dean is he's undersized. But can he play? He obviously played in the SEC and had a lot of success. I'm hopeful. I think he is. I think this kid is going to be able to step up and not only be a good linebacker for this team, but be a leader 
on that defense. And then the guy we talked about earlier, they add Nicholas Morrow, who started a lot of games in this league. He comes in, he'll probably be slated as your other starting linebacker. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Nicholas Morrow and the Kobe Dean at your linebacker position. I still like to see them maybe add a veteran to that room. You need some depth. The other guys you haven't seen much out of were draft picks Sean Bradley and Davion Taylor. Not sure what those guys are capable of, so I would not feel comfortable with the only depth on the team being Bradley and Taylor. So I'd like to see them add a veteran and maybe a draft pick or two to that room. But then you go to your secondary, and your secondary on the outside is still very, very good. You restructure Slay, extend him. You still have him as a a pro bowler. You got James Bradbury, an all-pro corner. You're set on the outside at corner and Slay and Bradbury. And then your nickel or your slot corner, Avante Maddox. As long as he stays healthy, he's one of the best slot corners in the league. So very, very good. You bring in Greedy Williams, who we talked about earlier. He's played a lot of games in this league. He's got a lot of speed. And you still have Zeke McPherson on this team who when he's had his opportunities, he looks pretty good. So your corners are solid. Your corners are solid. This is a very deep corner draft. We'll talk about the draft more as it gets closer. So I would like to see them maybe use one of their first-round draft picks on a corner as well. But their corners look pretty good. And then you move over to safety. You still have Reed Blankenship, who was a rookie last year, who had a play when Chauncey Gardner-Johnson went down for an extended period of time. And Blankenship held his own. He looked pretty good. You remember that big interception he had against Aaron Rodgers? That was an exciting play. And then they bring in Terrell Edmonds from Pittsburgh, who started a lot of games. So I'm okay with the secondary as well. But similar to the linebacker position, I'd like to see them bring in some more depth. They did bring in Justin Evans. Definitely a depth roster move. Another low-risk move. But he's had a lot of injuries in the past. And then really the only other guy who's had some playing time back there is Kevon Wallace. Everyone was so excited when Kevon Wallace came out of Clemson that he was going to be the next Brian Dawkins. He just has not lived up to that. Not that anybody can really live up to B-Dawk, but you got excited that this guy was going to step in and be able to be a starter. He could not even beat out Reed Blankenship last year, so I don't have faith in Kevon Wallace. But if the guy can put it together this year, there is talent there. So we'll see how that goes. But I'd like to see them maybe bring in a little bit more depth at that position as well. But, I mean, you take a look at this defense and you take a look at this offense, there is no reason that the Eagles cannot win the NFC East again and really make some noise in the playoffs. And like we know, Howie Roseman is not done adding to this team. So, We'll talk about it as it gets closer, but what do you think the Eagles are going to do in this draft? You know, I talked a little bit about it on Instagram. They have the number 10 pick, and there is a guy that everybody I keep hearing about. Should they draft Bijan Robinson? Should they draft Bijan Robinson? I mean, the kid is an absolute stud. He's an unbelievable prospect. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's only 21 years old. The issue I have, do you use the number 10 pick on a running back in today's NFL. And we're going to talk about that more as the draft gets closer. You know, there's some arguments for it. You're able to keep the guy with his fifth-year option on a pretty team-friendly deal, but you're also using an, a number 10 pick on the running back position that just isn't valued like it used to be in the NFL. And in this draft, as deep as it is at the D-line position, in the secondary position, You'd love to see the Eagles draft someone along that D-line or that secondary 
when you have this running back by committee, which is certainly good enough in today's NFL. But we'll talk more about the NFL draft. Guys, again, be sure. Check us out on social media. We're really putting a lot of content out there. We had a lot of positive feedback. want to thank everybody who does follow us on those. We love the engagement. We love the likes, and we love all the you know, positive comments. We're going to keep coming to you guys every single week. And as always, go Birds.